0: In this episode, I'm going to discuss how women empower each other. I think that there's a big, uh, there's a lot of confusion surrounding how that's supposed to be done. When women empower each other, you think of them doing things like making them, boosting their self-esteem, boosting their confidence, boosting their motivation, so on and so forth. They're not doing that. Instead, I find that it's more of a competition amongst each other. I feel that they're trying to belittle each other or degrade, so on and so forth. You get the gist. Uh, When it comes down to empowering other females, the best thing we can do is not compete. I know that sounds crazy, but that's the way it is, is. You don't compete. And I'll give you a few reasons as to why. There's really no sense in competing because number one, a man's gonna go for whatever. He's he's really not gonna have standards like a woman does, and so he's gonna be more inclined to go after whatever's accepting to accept him. You know, he's gonna go whatever after whatever is looking to for uh, the, desperate for that love, desperate for that attention, so on and so forth. You know, and there there is a lot of women that feed off that attention. You know, don't get me wrong. Part of the trick here to empowering other women is not trying, not wanting that attention. A lot of it is we're convinced or been groomed to feel that we should compete for a male. Not so. Lots of reasons are because they're, they're really, they really got to prove themselves a lot more in order to be something worth competing over. The women that do uh, try to empower others, but feed off that attention and, you know, get that rise out of other women or get that, you know, they feel that they're winning over other women through jealousy. It's like, why are you competing against them? You know, if anything, to empower each other, we should be, you know, sticking up for each other. We should be looking out. We should be... You know more we should stick yeah really stick up for each other' it's like if a man comes along, and you find out that he's a dirty rat, you know you sit there and tell those other females or tell that male you know, nah, what you're doing ain't cool, you know, I'm for my sisters man i i don't I don't condone that crap, you know you, if you're in a relationship, you're in a relationship, you don't need to be doing that, you know. The hard part about that is that so many women have been groomed to compete, you know, instead of be strong for each other, unite with each other to form that sisterhood, you know, that sisterhood of, you know, we're not going to take any crap and we know that there's lots of men who are willing to look for a woman and there's, you know, that to be loved by anybody, male or female, you know, is a privilege not a right. It really is just a privilege. And when you've got people taking that for granted or just acting like it's a fly-by-night thing or not taking something like that seriously, it's, it's really insulting, to be honest. And it, it means they really don't deserve love and they really don't deserve that attention or affection, you know? So it's it's really all up to the, you know. Up to us as individuals and especially up to us women, you know, to stick up for each other and to look out for each other when it comes to men, you know? I, I don't know, it's just that's my opinion on empowerment. That's what you empower, female empowerment is to me, not this whole, yeah, I'm beautiful, everybody loves me, everybody's jealous, da-da-da-da-da. It's like, what? What? How is that empowering anything? That's empowering yourself. That's not empowering anybody else but yourself. That's what? That's That's no. <laughs> that's not the way that empower female empowerment works. You know, you've got all these people who are going through all this stuff. It's like you got to stick together, man. You got to you got to form some type of alliance or some type of whatever where you, you're, you're you're looking out. You know, you're you're letting those men know that hey. We we know that you guys want to play some play some games with us, you know. We know that you're, you're you don't plan on taking anyone seriously, so it's like you don't need to be out here playing the field if you ain't gonna take nothing seriously. You know, don't let them make you sacrifice your standards or what you, what you consider to be sacred to you just because they do it. You know. Uh, As as women, it's like we do a better job dictating what it is we want for ourselves than we do for the men. Obviously, because, you know, they're really screwing this all up, in my opinion. So it's like we all need to pull our heads out of our butts and really stick up for each other. I mean, this whole degrading and insulting each other and competing with each other thing is getting us nowhere. It's just getting us butthurt is all it's doing and it's making us enemies with each other and we're not helping each other out. I mean, people sit there and wonder, why can't I make friends? Why can't I make friends? And it's like, well, because you scared them all away. Duh. You know? Um, or nobody wants to be friends with a bitch. It's that simple. And I mean, I understand you gotta be a bitch sometimes, but there's a difference between being a bitch sometimes and being a bitch. You know? Um... Just in general, it's it's like you've got to be able to turn that switch on and off as a fe- as a female or a woman or whatever, however you want to refer to us. I really don't care, you know. Um, I know what I am, and another woman knows what she is. This is one of those things where you know you gotta stop, you gotta stop nitpicking all this stuff. All all this nitpicking stuff, you know, comes a lot of a lot of the time from either ourselves or it comes from. Um, Men trying to drive a wedge between us and make us, they think it's funny, you know? They really do. They think it's funny to see us fight the way we do. And that's what pisses me off, is that you? Is that a lot of women are entertaining that shit. A lot of women are just playing that game, and it's, why? There's nothing, they're not going to give us any reward. That's, men don't do that. <laughs> if you sit here and think that men are gonna give you any reward for being the most beautiful, they're just gonna wait till the next most beautiful comes along. And I'm not trying to be cynical, maybe I'm a little bit, but that's because it is, it's a cynical situation. You know, you sit here and you compete and you compete and you compete and you find out that the person was never gonna stay true or really had any long term plans for you, you know, or that they were two-timing you or they're living a double life or whatever. You know, and the only reason they're able to get away with that is because we don't communicate to each other. We don't we don't have any standard of, you know, respect for each for other women. That's a problem. You know, why is it men have a bro code and they sit there and take care of each other, even though even though nine times out of ten, that bro code is simply there just for them to be able to screw each other over later, you know. It's a very complex situation with the men, okay? One that I care really not to delve into or dissect or put any more effort or thought into than is necessary. What I'm more concerned with is how the women treat each other. Okay? Uh, We're all we got when it comes down to it. And it's not even about a gender argument or anything to that effect. It's just got to do with... We as women understand each other. Men don't understand a woman because they aren't a woman. And being a woman is hard. It really is. It's not like being a man. Being a man, you know. Regardless, until people actually push for further rights or push for further legislation or whatever, however you want to refer to it. That requires a man to actually be as responsible as a woman is. Because let's admit it, they're, they're not required to be as responsible as a woman. They're not. Okay? Uh, simply because of that, it's hard to be a woman. And we gotta stick together. We gotta be able to stick up for each other. We gotta be able to look out for each other. You know, because when, it all, when, it, when all is said and done, and if a man disappears, what do you have left? yourself. You got yourself and your offspring, if you have offspring, and that's what you're left with, you know? And so it's, it's like, if that's all that you're left with, well, you know, you're not the only one, because until men actually, you know, until we actually make a standard for men to actually stick around, and we can, we can. It's called, we don't put up with bullshit. We We don't, we don't sit there and let a man two-time because we got a nice solid network going on where we're communicating and we all know each other and all that other stuff where it's hey you're two-time and -and so-and-so that ain't cool but it's like it's you've got us we've got to sit here and rework and reteach ourselves to want different things as women Right now, we, you know, it seems like we've all been groomed to compete. We've all been groomed to want that attention from men, or we gotta be put on some pedestal, or we gotta be whatever, you know? It's like we gotta take, we gotta take ourselves out of that mindset where we're, where we don't need that. We don't need that attention from a man to be good. We don't need that attention from, no, we have each other, okay? We have us to depend on for that boost of self esteem you know because we as women know what we expect a man's gonna say any woman is beautiful you know and he's he's that's the way he'll see it and there's nothing wrong with that you know it just means that they're just not as picky us we are we shouldn't be as picky either but i mean we ultimately know how to compliment each other we just struggle to do so these days you know we're a better boost to our self-esteem than a man is to us so, you know, that's just kind of where where I'm going with that, uh, I'm sure I'll be able to add more later on, uh, yeah, I'll be able to add more to it later on, I just really wanted to get this little tidbit out there, because if I didn't, I probably would have forgot to actually put it down, or, uh, discuss it, because it's important, you know, and I'm not just trying to bash men or anything like that, this is- simply empowerment of women. If you sit here and you say that's your goal or that's if you sit here and say that's your goal or that's what the agenda is, then I mean really do it. Don't sit here and say that you're trying to that uh, we're trying to empower each other by dragging each other down. Now you're just making some type of excuse to treat people like crap and get away with it basically. And that's why because I'm telling you that the, the, the another woman, us women are each other's best friends. Okay, because we know how it feels to be two time, we know how it feels to be used, we know how it feels to be abandoned. Why are we going to do that to each other? Why? <laughs> like I said, when it all comes down to it, you've got you've got your sister to look to, you've got another woman to look to as some type of support. When they do do that kind of stuff, you know, and that's because we, no matter how hard we try, we're not going to have every woman on the same page. There's always going to be that woman out there who can't live without attention. There's always going to be that woman out there who can't be happy unless she's, you know, the queen of the room, whatever, you you know, it's, that's, if that's somebody's goal in life, I'm sorry that that's their only goal in life. And it's, it's kind of shallow. Actually, it's very shallow. And it's only it's going to be a temporary goal. And one day, they're going to have to look at all the women in the eye and realize, oh, shit. I can't be Queen Bee anymore. Or I've been surpassed by somebody younger. Or I'm no longer the center of attention. And now I've got to depend on all these other women to be my support and be there for me and be my friend. And... They're not going to be able to, because everybody's going to be like, um, nah, we know what you did. It wasn't cool. Now you got to earn your way back into the sisterhood, because, you know, it's not cool when they sit there and do things like be a homewrecker, or they, uh, you know, want to do things like flirt with other people's spouses, and so on and so forth. You know, that's that's intentionally being uh, vindictive towards other women, and that's not what we're about. I don't know when it got that way, or why, you know, but it's that's not what it's supposed to be about. We're supposed to be happy for each other when we find love. Not jealous. If we see that someone of us is struggling with weight, or we struggle with our self-esteem, we're supposed to help each other out. Not to not tear each other down. So, I don't know. That just felt like I had to get that out there. Felt like some important tidbit of information about how I feel about the whole uh, female empowerment. You know, be there for each other. Don't just sit there and talk about it. Do it. Don't compete with each other and then wonder why, you know, your life is so shallow or empty and not fulfilling things of that nature you know be you know take care of each other at the end of the day we're all we got we truly know what it feels like just like and it's just like any male i mean there are certain things that are going to be gender specific in life that only certain genders are going to be able to understand men are only going to really be able to understand 100 percent. Because they are a man. Just as a woman is only going to be able to understand understand another woman. At 100% because they're a woman. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. There's nothing wrong with us being. We are our genders. It's just that. We've lost sight. Of that. That type of unity. That makes. You know. the The gender difference okay. And it's like. Instead of. We, it turned into some competition and, and all this is just it got all confusing and now it's like we gotta fix it you know we gotta sit there and put the pieces back together and bring back that harmony you know and I know we can do it and then once we do that hopefully you know we'll all have a more positive effect on each other and a more positive effect on you know everyone else around us by doing that. So that's all I got. Don't I can't play when they're long. Huh? No, I I'm saying I can't play the guitar if they're too long. But that's what I'm saying, I don't wanna file them down because Look fat when I don't have nails. I can plainly see that. I got one hand next to the other, and one hand has really short nails, and the other one has longer nails. I'm telling you, the short nails look like oompa loompa hand, and the other one looks like a normal hand. In this segment, I'm going to address um, something that is uh, getting to be a little bit on the ridiculous side, and that is the amount of people who are claiming mental, certain mental disorders and mental illnesses. Look, I don't know about anybody else, but you can do your own research, okay, where you will confirm that the fact that... S- Certain mental illnesses like schizophrenia, psychopathy, sociopathy, and other pathies, whatever you want to list them as, are extremely rare okay the and the and the the types of uh, psychopathy sociopathy narcissism, all that other stuff of being malignant is even more rare so when It seems like there's a large majority of people who are all of a sudden, you know, diagnosed with this or, you know, and usually I've, in my opinion, most people are self-diagnosing or being diagnosed by people who have taken like one psychology class or just like read about the subject and all of a sudden want to diagnose people. But it's, it's so rare that it's, it's, it's practically impossible, for there to be that many people suffering from those mental illnesses these days. All right, um, stop letting people give you a false diagnosis. Okay, I'm not. I'm not a doctor. I'm not. I'm not. <clears throat> I'm not a psychologist. I'm just somebody who has common sense who can read. Okay, look it up. Do your research. Look on. You know, Psych Central. Look on. You know psychology today look up science scientific American look up the encyclopedia look do from multiple sources do your research you know where you will see that the the likeliness that there is that many people suffering from the, those types of mental disorders is so unlikely you're more like are the odds you'll be struck by lightning are higher than you being diagnosed with that type of a mental illness, okay. So that's one thing. And then the other thing is that, you know, they got all these people who, once they're diagnosed with these types of mental illnesses, you know, they start making some really stupid decisions based on what they think is a mental illness or diagnosis, just because that's like that stigma that surrounds that, you know, well, I do this because I have this mental illness, or I was diagnosed with this or that or the other. So therefore, what I'm doing is accepted or something that is expected of this type of an illness. Therefore, I'm do, not doing anything outside the norm of what, you know, that mental illness entails. Almost like an excuse or uh, uh, get a, get out of uh, being responsible for your crap card. You know, it's, it's stupid. And it, the thing that makes it even more disturbing is that a lot of the time people can get, a diagnosis for a mental illness when in fact it can be some other underlying medical disorder or illness. That may not have anything to do with uh, the actual psychology itself, but and I'm just speaking from experience, you know, I've never gone in to see a psychologist or a psychiatrist and have them ask me what other, you know, types of mental, not mental, but a uh, medical disorders or illnesses or possibilities can we rule out as to why I might be exhibiting certain behaviors or certain types of, you know, uh, traits. It's one of those things where it's like they don't sit there and ask you, hey, we need to go run some blood tests. We need to do this test. We need to do that test. When was the last time you had this done? When was the last time you had that done? you know, we've got to rule all this out before we actually give you a diagnosis for a mental illness, you know? I've never had a psychologist or psychiatrist do that with me personally. And I just came to notice that, you know, more recently when I was sitting there thinking about it and I was like, you know, cause I was reading this story about a guy who ended up having all these traits, these mental illness traits start to happen where he was starting to get diagnosed with a mental illness when in fact he was actually suffering from tumors in the brain, you know? because they actually did like a CT scan and stuff and they found him and I was just kind of like, "Huh, go figure." Because the, the brain tumor's actually started to affect certain parts of his brain to make him think certain types of ways and so on and so forth, but once he had the tumors removed, he was fine again. You know, and so it was like, had he not had that CT scan, you know, who knows what would have happened? He would have died. He had tumors in the brain, you know. It, it's but he would have still stuck with that diagnosis had he not gone and just pursued that the fact that something wasn't right, you know, he knew something wasn't right, that's not the way he always was, you know, and then all of a sudden something changed, you know, without ruling out any other medical diagnosis of some sort. So I'm not, like I said, I'm not an expert, I'm not a doctor of like, I'm not a medical doctor, I'm not a psychologist, psychiatrist, lawyer, whatever, I'm none of the above, okay? I am not an expert in any of these fields, but what I am good at is having common sense and being my own advocate as a patient or you know, person. We are all our own advocates. When it comes down to it, you know, they see people all day long, every day, and to them it's just the routine and a lot of them become complacent in their work, you know, and don't remain cognizant of certain things that might be existing or coexisting at the same time with somebody as a patient, you know, they'll just make that same assumption they always make with most people because if it it's a certain category or generalization. So I'm just kind of like putting that out there where I'm just kind of like, you know, the next time that, you know, somebody wants to sit there and say, Hey, I'm suffering from this, you know, you might want to kind of put more than a little bit more thought into it because I mean, it's, it's really, really rare that people suffer from, you know, extreme mental illnesses and I find that in today's society people are more than likely to just go get a diagnosis for that and be that's that that's that's what it is you know because a professional gave me that diagnosis and it's like well you know did you have all this other stuff done first before you went to being it it being a behavioral problem you know because usually if you live your whole life and all of a sudden you know something starts acting funky or you know, your your kids start acting funky or things like that. There's some other reason, you know, that comes before that because it's mental illness really isn't that common, okay? I mean, yeah, we all go through periods of stress. We all go through depression. We all go through anxiety. We all go through all these things. You know, this is normal. These is normal stressors of life, you know, that we're all going to have these phases where we go through it depending on what it is. How severe it was, and so on and so forth, but that doesn't mean we're going to be stuck that way forever. You know what I mean so it's i don't know it's like uh take it you know it's like somebody can be diagnosed with chronic depression it doesn't mean they're going to be depressed twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, so on and so forth. they're going to have their little episodes, so on and so forth i mean it's just it's a very complicated subject, whereas most of the time it's, you know it's takes those extreme cases to be like that. And, you know, I battle with depression personally. And I know that I'm not depressed 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, so on and so forth. It's just when I get hit with certain types of things, it's a quite exacerbated response. In comparison to how most others would deal with certain things. You know, but I've had certain trauma done to my brain that causes that to happen. So, you know, it's, it's different for everybody. I'm just saying, I get, I'm, I'm really tired of some people kind of, I, I wouldn't say being wrong about the diagnosis or anything, or, you know, being wrong by going to a mental health professional and getting a diagnosis. I'm just saying with as many that are coming off their way, it's like nobody is actually going to rule other things out, you know, There can be other things, like you have a blood disorder. It interacts with certain types of medications that you're taking. Sometimes those medications you're taking can actually exacerbate the problem that you have. You know, uh, so a lot of the time it can be an environmental thing. It's like the environment that you're in is actually making the condition exist or even worse than what it was when it started. There's just so many other factors that need to be ruled out. And to me personally, it just seems like people are so willing to prescribe medications or... Uh, give out diagnoses than they are to actually address any other issues that may be underlying or causing somebody to suffer from certain ailments or symptoms. So I just thought I'd put a little bit of that thought out there you know because I just I I worry about people not getting the the proper care or addressing the, the right issue and just sticking with something because they feel that oh it just makes sense you know but when it comes to the human body and the human psyche and the way that our chemical makeup is and hormones and all that other stuff, there's a lot of things that are at work. And there's a lot of things that can contribute to things that have similar symptoms and similar uh, traits of that mimic each other that can make it seem like it could be one thing or the other. But just because something seems like it makes sense or something seems accurate doesn't necessarily mean it's right. And the only person who's going to chase after that answer is going to be you the person who's suffering from it you know it's going to be you do you settle for what you were told or do you keep looking you know do you want to make sure absolutely sure that that's what that is do you want to make absolutely sure that they're accurate you know so that's just my thoughts on it yeah. take it or leave it You don't have to listen to what i say you can say fuck me whatever like i said i'm not a i'm not an expert you know, I'm just somebody who's been through a bunch of stuff in my life and I just take from my experience. And sometimes, you know, people haven't been through that yet and don't think about, you know, the other things that something could be. So it's like I'm just trying to make sure that, you know, people don't forget those types of things or, not, or, or forget to rule them out. You know, because, I mean, if I was 16 years old or 20 years old again and it came down to it and somebody was like, oh, this is wrong with you, you need to go do, go see this person, or get go get this done. I'd be like, oh, okay, you know, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't question anything else about it. I'd take somebody else's advice. I'd be like, oh, they're right because they know because they're older, you know. I wouldn't have that experience under my belt where I'm like, yeah, but it could also be this, but it could also be that, or it could be due to this, or it could be due to that, you know. And it's just put more a little bit more thought into it because sometimes that's just not the right answer, you know. It's it's really not. And so when when I see this many people, you know, these days being like, I have this, I have that, I have this, I have that, I'm just kind of like, you know what the odds are, you know, that if you could have that, like, really, like, did you really rule that out, rule out any other possibilities before you accepted that diagnosis, you know, and like, sometimes people, you know, more than half the time, people will be like, no, I didn't think about that, or no, I didn't do that, and it's like, you might want to, just in case, you know, it's like it's not saying that you're wrong or that the person you that the professional you're saying is wrong. It's just saying that to be the wise thing to do is to ensure you've covered all your bases. You know, because like I said, had that had I not come across that story where I read about that guy who had that brain tumor, if he had stuck with the original just mental health diagnosis he got, he would have died. I mean, that's that's a big difference just because, you know, he if he would have just went with someone, what somebody said, that would have been it. He wouldn't have got it removed. He would have, he would have died. So it's, it's, it's a, you know, and nobody else would have thought about doing that or going to get anything else done other than him. You know, because most people, once a professional gives you that diagnosis or says something is what it is, people are willing to take their word for it and be like, oh, well, that's it. You know, they're not going to question it any further. You know, but the fact that this person had other things going on, where he was like, "Yeah, but that's just not making sense. Something else is not right. Something else is not right." You know, that they actually pursued it, being a, some other possibility, and it saved his life. You know, sometimes if people look seem like they're suffering from certain mental illnesses, sometimes it's something else. Sometimes it's something as simple as they just need to talk about something, or something's on their mind, or something happened to them, and they needed tell you, you know, and it's just, sometimes they feel they can't, and then they'll start exhibiting all these things that mimic some type of mental disorder, and like I said, it's, it's the, and some, for somebody to actually be diagnosed with an actual mental illness is so rare, you know, I mean, there's common, more common mental illnesses, like I said, there's anxiety, there's depression, there's, uh, you know, uh, some types of social disorders and things like that, they're a little bit more common, you know. But, I mean, they're usually something that people can, you know, have some type of medication or some type of behavioral behavioral therapy that will help them address those issues and change the way they live their lives or their perspectives. And they can live healthier, more fulfilling lives having learned to look at things from a different perspective versus literally having something wrong with their brain you know, so, sorry, that was a little bit longer than I wanted it to be, but it's just, just an opinion, just thoughts, you know, a little bit of wisdom in some of it, like I said, if you, you know, learning is good, (laughs) you know, knowledge is wonderful, you know, the more you, the more you know, the more you're able to take better care of yourself, so, like I said, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a psychiatrist, I'm not a behavioral therapist, I'm not none of the above, I'm just some chick. Okay, but this chick has read a lot, seen a lot, been through a lot, and I'm just saying from not just my personal experience, you know. Cause I mean, and one day I'll go into talking about my personal experience with a very extremely similar situation that happened to me. Where it almost cost me my life. Um, had I not kept at it and kept saying that's not what it was, you know, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be here today. But uh, that's another time, another story. Whatever. I wanted to keep this somewhat short, under twenty minutes. You know, I didn't even want to, I didn't even want to go past ten, to be honest. So take it what it for what it is. Don't have to listen to me. You, you know, you don't have to take. My word for it, you just, it's food for thought, you know. That's all it really is. Uh, Thanks for listening. Hope it's helpful. If it's not, it's not. You know, like I said, my advice doesn't, or guidance, or whatever, whatever you want to call it, doesn't necessarily apply to everybody and nor will necessarily work for everyone and so on and so forth. So, you know, it's up to the individual as to what, they want to do for themselves you know it's just one of those things that's when I say these things it's just sometimes we all get a little overwhelmed we all get busy we all get overcome by certain things to where we overlook smaller things or we forget some stuff that we should you know or overlook or we're like oh yeah I should have done this or oh yeah I should have done that or I, I should have thought of this or that or the other but it's one of those things you don't think of very often so it's like Oh, you know, shit, all of a sudden, that's right, I gotta do this, I totally forgot, you know, it's just, it happens, nobody's perfect, you know, so, alright, thanks for listening.